Hello, readers and listeners. I am happy to have a new essay for you. It's a shorter one than usual. You should be happy about that. And it is called California's 10 Psychotic Vaccine Bills and Why They Matter to Everyone. A quick look at how these bills represent the global agenda. I have a friend who, as a young woman, dreamed of being a trucker. She grew up in an era when proper women didn't do things like that, and in every way, she was proper. But this was her yearning to break free of the yoke of conventionality. I reminded her recently of her dream. I could just see her driving along with the people's convoy. She would be an amazing addition to the team. The convoy is now in California, and as a California girl, born and raised in Los Angeles, except for the years when my family was traveling abroad, I take all of this personally. God bless those truckers, or the people's convoy, as they are called. Where would we be without the salt of the earth, our truckers, plumbers, bakers, electricians, the folk with common sense who aren't fooled or made starry-eyed by the high-browed talk of the academics and the politicians? The People's Convoy are taking a stand against California's proposed vaccine laws represented by these 10 bills. The good news is that AB 1993 has been thrown out and Senate Bill 871 has been delayed. But rest assured, they will be revisited next year and there will still be eight others to contend with. The convoy is now in Sacramento to keep up the pressure. What with World War III looming, inflation, threats of new pandemics, and so on, you will find little about the truckers in the mainstream media. Even so, I have no doubt we have them to thank in large part for the fact that some of these bills have been delayed. Here's what it says on the People's Convoy's website in the section, Who We Are. We are truckers, moms, students, nurses, doctors, investors, county workers, teachers, cowboys, loggers, engineers, sanitation workers, professors, cashiers, flight attendants, pilots, sales reps, physical therapists. We are fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, married, single, divorced, separated, gay, straight. We are black, white, Asian, Native American. We are immigrants, natives. We are nonpartisan. We are citizens of the free world. End of quote. We, the people of the United States, and everyone everywhere should be on board with who the truckers are. Yet the convoy has been badmouthed by the press and the public, and worse, simply ignored. We dismiss what's happening in California at our peril. If the legislation passes, laws will be made that will make all state residents, including children, legally bound under criminal penalty of law to give up their basic medical freedoms in order to participate in society, says a People's Convoy press release. And as organizer Brian Landis explained, the problem is it doesn't stick in California. It goes nationwide, and some of it even worldwide. Here's some highlights. Children will no longer be able to attend school without being vaccinated if this bill is brought back and passes. Parents will no longer have any say in their school children's lives. The state will decide what is good for them, not the parents. What will happen if par- to parents if they refuse to follow this law? Will their children be taken from them? An immunization tracking system will be put into place, all in the name of health and safety. 
This is an excuse to implement the globalist agenda of tracking everything about you and your children. People like myself will be silenced in California as the government will deem my statements untrue or misleading. What will they do? Send dissenting writers to the gulag for expressing our concerns that are based on real facts and not government lies? The medical profession will be dead in California. Fear will silence doctors and specialists. They will no longer be able to meet the needs of individual patients. How many doctors will quit? Imagine what the new doctors will be like who take their places. Oh, sorry. It won't be a real person. It will be an AI who will have no moral dilemma about following state protocols. The educational system will be dead in California. Just like with doctors, teachers will be replaced by AI who will never question anything they are ordered to do. Check out the World Economic Forum's article, Why Robots Will, will, will Replace Teachers As Soon As 2027. Do not think homeschooling parents will necessarily be spared. The present administration is just itching to attack private religious schools and homeschooling parents as domestic terrorists. Take a look at the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021, or DTPA. It is essentially the criminalization of speech, expression, and thought. It takes cancel culture a step further and all but outlaws unpopular opinions. This act will empower intelligence, law enforcement, and even military wings of the American ruling class to crack down on individuals adhering to certain belief systems and ideologies. Parents teaching their children outside of the government-aligned educational system are perfect targets for officials to identify as domestic terrorists. This disdain for parents didn't happen overnight. It became deeply embedded in our school system over many years. Let's start with Woodrow Wilson, who in 1909, as president of Princeton, stated, The purpose of a university should be to make a son as unlike his father as possible. Here's a few other shocking statements from respected academics and educators and psychiatrists. Every child in America entering school at the age of five is insane because he comes to school with certain allegiances to our founding fathers, toward our elected officials, toward his parents, toward a belief in a supernatural being, and toward the sovereignty of this nation as a separate entity. It's up to you as teachers to make all these sick children well by creating the international child of the future. And that's Dr. Chester M. Pierce, Harvard professor of education and psychiatry in an address to the Childhood International Education Seminar in 1973. Here's another one. Education should aim at destroying free will so that after pupils are thus schooled, they will be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. Thus Bertrand Russell quoting Gottlieb Fichte, the head of psychology that influenced Hegel and others. Here's what Professor John Goodlad, an influential change agent in the global as well as national arena, had to say about parents and children. Public education has served as a check on the power of parents, and this is another powerful reason for maintaining it. Most youth still hold the same values of their parents. If we do not alter this pattern, if we don't re-socialize, our system will decay. And one more, parents do not own their children. 
they have no natural right to control their education fully. Horrific. This is the history of our educational system and what they really think. Maybe these bills won't pass. Maybe some will and others won't. The question is, what about next time when they are presented again? Here are the bills, the assembly bills. AB 1993 employment vaccination requirements would require proof of COVID-19 vaccinations for all employees and independent contractors to work in California. <clears throat> and this is the bill that has been put on hold, announced State Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks on March 29th. AB 2098, Physicians and Surgeons. Unprofessional conduct would classify anti-COVID medical opinion as unprofessional conduct, subject to discipline by the medical board. AB 1797, Immunization. Registry would create an immunization tracking system giving all government agencies access to vaccination records of all people. And here are the Senate bills. SB 871, Public Health. Immunizations would add COVID-19 injections to the list of immunizations for public and private schools, regardless of FDA approval. SB 866, Minors. Vaccine consent would lower the age of vaccination consent to 12 years old without parental consent or knowledge. SB 920, Medical Board of California. Record requests would authorize the medical board to inspect a doctor's office and medical records without patient consent. SB 1464, Law Enforcement. Public health orders would require law enforcement agencies to enforce public health guidelines or lose their funding. SB 1479, COVID-19 testing in schools. COVID-19 testing plans would require schools to create long-term testing plans and report test results to the California Department of Public Health. SB 1390, social media platforms. Amplification of harmful content would prohibit any person or entity from making statements the government deems untrue or misleading by any means, including on the internet and in advertising. SB 1184, Confidentiality of Medical Information Act. School-linked services coordinator would authorize school health personnel to disclose a child's medical information without parental consent to a third party. Now, you might say, stop being so negative. Let's celebrate getting our freedoms back. Come on. A judge just struck down mask mandates on planes. Please remember, we are getting our freedoms back, not because authorities admit their COVID policies were psychotic, but because we obeyed so well. Unless those who committed these crimes are brought to justice, our so-called freedoms are just a charade. Behind the scenes, global leaders are ensuring we will have to do it all over again next time. A second global COVID summit is planned for May, following up on the first one held in September of 2021, where world leaders will be asked to redouble efforts to end the acute phase of this pandemic. The emergence and spread of new variants like Omicron have reinforced the need for a strategy aimed at controlling COVID-19 worldwide, the White House said in a joint statement with Germany, which holds the G7 presidency.
The group is calling on world leaders, NGOs, philanthropists, and the private sector to recommit to programs that will help vaccinate the world, fund further testing and treatments, and show support for the ACT Accelerator, the World Health Organization's program to ensure access to COVID-19 tools for all. How will vaccinating the world and funding further testing and treatments control COVID-19 worldwide? Even I, a mere layperson, lay know that viruses are not controllable. In fact, there is so much confusion on the subject that people who never questioned the existence of viruses before do so now. Never before has the public been inundated with so much conflicting information meant to confuse and confound so that they throw up their hands in despair and allow their favorite pundits to do all the thinking for them. So what exactly is ACT Accelerator? And this is something you should all be aware of. The WHO describes it like this, a groundbreaking global collaboration to accelerate development, production, and equitable access to COVID-19 tests, treatments, and vaccines. Launched at the end of April, 2020, at an event co-hosted by the General, uh, Director General of the World Health Organization, the President of France, the President of the European Commission and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Access to COVID-19 Tools or ACT Accelerator brings together governments, scientists, businesses, civil society and philanthropists and global health organizations such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, CEPI, FIND, Gavi, the Global Fund, UNITAID, Wellcom, the WHO and the World Bank. Following the ACT Accelerator launch, UNICEF and PHAO became delivery partners for COVAX, the vaccine's pillar. These organizations have joined forces to speed up an end to the pandemic by supporting the development and equitable distribution of the tests, treatments, and vaccines the world needs to reduce more and severe disease, restoring full societal and economic activity globally in the near term and facilitating high-level control of COVID-19 disease in the medium term. Just as China is doubling down on its failed policies, instituting draconian lockdowns in Shanghai that make absolutely no sense with horror stories of people starving and children being separated from their parents, or we have to ask the question, is it all theater? How would we really know? At the same time, the governments of Western countries refuse to admit their policies failed and are preparing to make them into international laws. So this is where California alerts us to what is to come. Here we see on a smaller scale, the plan to map out this worldwide policy toward COVID and future pandemics where every country is required to implement the same approach to testing, lockdowns, maskings, vaccines, and who knows what else. One of the most important essays I've written is the nefarious goal behind COVID testing. In it, I talk about life science companies and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's joint communique called Commitments to Expanded Global Access for COVID-19 Diagnostics, Therapeutics, and Vaccines where they promise to launch the most expansive and ambitious pandemic R&D response effort in history. 
How much effort and how many billions of dollars have they already spent and made? And yet here we are with the latest supposed COVID numbers because we really can't trust anything saying this. The global tally of confirmed cases of COVID-19 topped 504.6 million on Monday after breaching the half billion mark last Tuesday. death toll rose above 6.19 million, according to data aggregated by Johns Hopkins University. The U.S. leads the world with 80.6 million cases and more than 988,663 fatalities. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's tracker shows that 218.9 million people living in the U.S. are fully vaccinated, equal to 65.9% of the total population, but just 99.5 million are boosted, equal to 45.4% of the vaccinated population. Of course, it's not that they failed. It's that they didn't prepare enough. This is what Bill Gates tells us, at least. Next time, they will do even more of what they did last time. One of the oddest things about this pandemic is that the United States, supposedly the most advanced country in the world with the best hospitals, scientists, doctors, the most money for research, has experienced more deaths than any other country in the world. How do our world leaders get away with no accountability? Well, I will tell you. Due to a constant influx of menticide inflicted upon the public, most people blindly followed along with every changing wind. You could even say they eagerly followed along to prove their loyalty to government and the god of science. Thanks to Joe Rogan's interview of Dr. Robert Malone, we've been introduced to the term mass psychosis, or what they called it, mass formation psychosis. I wrote about this condition months before that interview in my essay, Utopian Madness, but I was more interested in how menticide led to mass psychosis, a technique Dr. Anthony Fauci proved to be an expert at. Menticide is defined as a systematic effort to undermine and destroy a person's values and beliefs, as by the use of prolonged interrogation, drugs, torture, etc., and to induce radically different ideas. Or as Eust A. M. Merleau describes in The Crime of Menticide, organized system of judicial perversion and psychological intervention in which a powerful tyrant transfers his own thoughts and words into the minds and mouths of the victims he plans to destroy or to use for his own propaganda. We can see this clearly with key words and phrases being repeated over and over on a global scale by leaders and press and the resulting brainwashing within the minds of the general public. The fact that these 10 bills could come up for review in California, a place that once prided itself back in the 1960s and the 1970s for its suspicion of and protest against government, shows how far these globalists have come in taking control of the minds of the masses. But not the truckers, not the salt of the earth. They are not fooled. Here's C.S. Lewis, one of my favorites and from one of my favorite books, That Hideous Strength. And I quote this quite a bit. Why, you fool, it's the educated reader who can be gold. All our difficulties comes with the others. 
When did you meet a workman who believes the papers? He takes it for granted that they're all propaganda and skips the leading articles. He's our problem. We have to recondition him, but the educated public, the people who read the highbrow weeklies don't need reconditioning. They're all right already. They'll believe anything. End of quote. Most people want to believe they are educated and following the science. They want to believe they are part of the in-crowd and on the cutting edge. God forbid they should be considered common. They would never be fooled by conspiracy theories. But as those of us who unapologetically rely on our common sense have seen, it's often the highly educated, the trendsetters, the comfortably well-off, those who attended the best schools and got the most impressive degrees who are fooled by the real conspiracies. Thanks, truckers, for all you do. I will throw my lot in with you any time. The end of this essay. Thank you so much for listening. Please share and comment. I appreciate it.